0: One more thing to say, and I leave the dome. Happy birthday again for the Who there? Who there? Happy birthday, who there? Who there? Who there? Happy birthday, who there? Who there?
1: Who there? Who there? Happy birthday, who there? Who there? Who there? Ah, uh, what
0: do you think? Who there? What's up? Tuesday, I want to tune this podcast
2: now regularly scheduled 7 p.m. Short podcast <laughs> for the for the fans for the NFL seasons. We are gonna come to you on time every week.
1: It's gonna special be sharp like cheddar, edition. man. And yeah, we got a we got a special birthday to introduce. Uh, we got we got the guy in the middle, soul saint, is gonna be having a uh, birthday tomorrow, man. Uh, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank
2: you. Happy birthday, soul man. Couldn't thank have a nicer guy, man. I, I find that the the older we get, the less we even want to be talking about these birthdays. But we blessed to have another year, <laughs> my man.
1: Tell me about it. Well, well, hey. Well, the good news is, uh, you know, the week started out pretty well. Early birthday gift of sorts. I mean, the Saints get an impressive win over uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. They kind of quiet the hype. Uh, somewhat. We heard all about Tom Brady the whole offseason. It, it nauseated Saints fans, you know, talking about a seven-win team that everybody's putting into the Super Bowl conversation just because they added Tom Brady. And uh, you know, the Saints didn't play the cleanest game. To me, one of the worst offensive games I think they played in a while. But this team can rely on his defense now. So I mean, what you think, dude? I mean, I saw a pretty good effort on that defense outside of a few penalties. They were pretty locked down on Sunday, man. Yeah, you know,
0: and people talk about Brady this, Brady that, man, Brady. We, we brought all those people that were up here down the earth, and let them right. know that you know Brady is not the not the the whole team. You know, it's a great right. effort. These guys don't have that much chemistry together. You know, yeah. And, and on that first drive, if it wasn't for that ticky tack pass interference, I don't even know right. if they would have got down there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that call either. So, I mean, it like Evans had his arm extended a little bit. You know, him and Lattimore have always gotten physical. I think Lattimore has definitely had the better of those matchups throughout their career. But, yeah, I didn't like that call too much. Um, and But to me, you know, you made a good point about the, the lack of gelling. You know, that team was not gelled at all. Um, they didn't have the preseason to work with. We saw it with Mike Evans and Tom Brady, that miscommunication led to that Marcus Williams interception. And to be honest with you, man, those two miscues were the biggest – Probably plays in a game, man. When you really look at it, at the final score, you know, um, I tell you, Marcus Williams big pick, and then Janoris Jenkins read Brady like a book. I mean, he took it down the sideline like he knew it was coming, you know. And I mean, that pick six was clean as anything. So I mean, to me, you definitely saw some rust. You know, it, it's not easy just to jump into things. Brady's played his whole career in New England. Look, I mean, I, I know that the, the talent is there with the Bucks. They do have a lot of talent. But they do have some holes, and they do have some gel to do it. I mean, the Saints, we kept talking about it last week. We know our identity. And that, to me, really helped us in this game. Right. So I mean, I, look, I, you know, I guess on defense, we didn't see, like, crazy blitzes all game. I mean, I think they sacked Brady three times, if I'm not mistaken. But we saw a good plan for the most part. The run defense, to me, kept them grounded. You know what I mean? They, they wanted to the four yards a carry, Ronald Jones. And Leonard Fournette saw a little bit of action, uh, but mostly Ronald Jones. And I mean, they did a pretty good job. And I'll tell you, the coverage downfield on Chris Godwin and and, uh, Mike Evans from Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Latimer was outstanding. I mean, in same secondary. at cornerback.
2: Well, not only that, they were playing playing press man. So they didn't have any easy free releases.
0: That's right. Hey, hey, y'all think they would have put up if if the offense was playing on all cylinders, what you think? 50
1: burners, easy? To be honest with you, that game shouldn't have been close. You know what? So you got a good point there. They that could have been a game. I mean, if the Saints are playing their A game offensively. That game's not even remotely close. You know what I'm saying? I, I think the Saints will end up with 34 right. points. I mean, I think you're more along, like you said, it's it's a good chance you hit 50. I mean, I think you could very easily score right. maybe two more touchdowns and a field goal in that game. Kansas yeah, uh, they had a, a exactly.
0: Kansas City Chief game.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Sean Payton did not have his best game. I mean, I was cursing at the TV. For it's half true. the game, I was like, man, we like, that's the best. Especially when they're running run east
0: and west instead of north and south. You know, that, 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 them linebackers are fast. That's a fast defense. Yeah. Every time we went up the middle, every time we went off tackle, we gained five, six yards.
1: Yeah. Then those It's like, plays, that's, man, come on, man. That was the worst thing. I mean, to me, unless it's Deontay Harris coming off like a jet sweep or reverse, I was so tired of seeing those plays. So, There was a pass and a flat. I mean, Kamara had no chance on some of those passes. I mean, Drew would look his way. He would look right onto Kamara. You had Devin White, Levante David, you know, one of the defensive backs. They had two guys sitting on Kamara every time. And in that pitch play, I'll tell you this, that play needs to be burned out the playbook. When we try to go to the small side of the field with a toss play, it never works, man. So, I mean, that was, like you said, they went way too, you know, uh, horizontal instead of being vertical at times, man. I think that definitely – Hurt the play calling. I mean, Latavius Murray game.
0: had Latavius Murray had a good game. You know, Seth yeah, King he
1: ran the ball very well. He pounded. He ran pounded. very well. Yeah, he ran very well straight ahead. Like that north south style, uh, you know, it worked in his favor. I mean, Alvin, you know, just signed that big contract. Uh, two touchdowns, but twelve Indeed. rushes for sixteen yards. We got to get better than that in the future. But you know. do
2: you still feel like the that the offense gets disjointed when they keep subbing in? Uh, Latavius and Kamara, Latavius and Kamara, you know, with, I mean, when neither one can really get a good, a good feel a for rhythm. Them.
1: But, see, to me, that's Sean Payton. I mean, I, I think, you know, I don't know if it's as much. I know what you're saying, see, because sometimes you feel like they, he, he just kind of takes a guy out of his rhythm. I do agree to an extent with that. But, to me, I had the bigger problem with forcing the ball in certain spots. Like, to me, okay, like Michael Thomas, we know he's the best receiver in the league. Well, let's be real. We talked about Colin Davis a couple of weeks ago. That dude had one of the best games I've seen him have. I mean, he did a great job against Thomas, and they had a good game plan on Michael Thomas. Hey. And it seemed like we still tried to force the issue to Michael Thomas at times. We tried to force feed Kamara. And to me, we should have been looking more, you know, maybe let, let's Deontay Harris get a little more involved. let Taysom Hill touch the ball more than four times, you I, know, because it's going to take I'm, Emmanuel Sanders a long time to gel. I'm going to be know? honest with you.
0: The two-headed monster... Does work, we saw that with
2: Kamara and Ingram. Ingram, right? They were happy, you know, right? We saw that with them, so it can work with Latavius and and Kamara. But my question is uh, with Kamara and Ingram, I think the chemistry worked better because Ingram could catch the ball too. Whereas, uh, Latavius is a net negative, he he could catch the ball better. You kind of know, you kind of know what the guy right. when he comes in the game. He's either going to run the ball or he's going to block. You know, yeah. the guy that you can put out on a screen pass and get him to do right. much. So I think that's right. a big defense. difference when we talk about, you know, the cohesion or the, the Thunder and Lightning, whatever you want to call that team right. that uh, Kamara and Ingram made as opposed to Latavius and Kamara. I think well, that's the big difference that, between those two yeah. groups, uh, two, those two groupings.
1: That's a good point. I mean, because with Kamara and Ingram, I mean, nothing against Latavius Murray, because I agree with Saul. I think Murray's been really solid for the Saints. I mean, he was the next best thing you could get when you lost Ingram to Baltimore last year. But to me, it is a little different because, like you said, Ingram and Kamara can run the same scripted plays. Just like in Cleveland, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can basically run the same scripted plays. I mean, although they're slightly different in their styles, like you said, they have that all-around game. Murray's a a serviceable receiver, but he's not Mark Ingram. Ingram was a really good help to really And I know, receive, you know?
0: And I know this Ty Montgomery, that's a guy that we have more more like right. an hour. He couldn't even get going. I, I think right. He, he had a little and, and when got to get the going. backfield. And that kind yeah,
1: of messed him up for the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't get really going too much. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, we really saw his value in the second half. Um, it took Emmanuel a little while to get jailed. I mean, it seemed like yeah, I, I time. everybody head. was like, where's Emmanuel Sanders at? Where's the guy that torched us with the 49ers, you know? Exactly. And it's like all of a sudden he came out. He had that the couple of that – I'll tell you, that catch he made, Drew made a – I mean, I love Drew Brees. He's one of the best ever, but I got a call like I see it. That was a terrible throw by Drew Brees that Emmanuel Sanders caught, got up, and still managed to get the first down. Get the first that, to down. me, was one of the biggest plays of the game at that moment. And then he ended up scoring a touchdown where he had a face mask. Um, But Emmanuel came up big when it counted. That's the thing. I don't think you're going to get these sexy 150 yard games out of Emmanuel Sanders. But he makes those key plays that win a game, like Lance Moore used to do, you know? It's not so much a numbers game. People underestimate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
0: defense. They have a good young defense.
1: You know. Yeah, I was impressed, man. I was impressed.
0: I mean, they're going to give a lot of teams problems you know in the next few weeks they're I, not going to get high powered
2: offense like the same they're going to shut down a I, lot of teams i give them a, no, I a lot of i give them a lot of credit as far as uh i mean we talked a lot of shit about their secondary all off season <laughs> they're,
0: they're secondary
2: those guys those guys were in on every single play those guys played contesting uh bunting was there uh what's the other guys name that you just mentioned I like-
1: Whitehead looked really good too. Uh, Whitehead, that's right.
2: yeah, Bunchy yeah, it's a guy. Carlton Davis, yeah, yeah, man, it was Hyphen guy. Bunting was right there the whole game.
0: Hey, I what's, what's yeah. their linebacker number forty-five? What's the linebacker number forty-five?
2: So Devin
1: White, look, De- thought, De- I, Devin White.
0: I thought that was Deion Jones from the Atlanta Falcons.
1: <laughs> well, LSU, the LSU thing, man. Hey, Devin it's White, Devin White, White's like, a little he, bigger. Infest, of, they it. love that forty-five, reading. don't they? Yeah, he can ball, man. He's got a chance to be one of the top three linebackers in the league after this year. I really, I think that dude's right. going to have an amazing season. Now, I, I I agree with C and what you were saying before, Sol. This team, look, I know a lot of Saints fans will say, oh, you know, we look at how we handle them, this and that. Listen, let's be real. They're going to get better. They're, I mean, look, I'm not saying they're going to be a serious threat to the Saints. I think the Saints are the team to beat in the NFC. But yeah. this team's going to be better. That, that Tampa team, once they get gelled on offense, that defense—if that defense plays that way against most teams—they're gonna—they're gonna be a definite nine or ten-win team, you know. Because like you said, we trashed their secondary, and they proved us wrong, you know. I mean, um, if, I
2: mean if they, if they keep Brady upright this whole season, I mean, they're gonna be a threat in the playoffs, yeah. you know. Yeah. that defense is gonna keep them in games. I mean, they got some of the best set of weapons in the league. If they can keep uh, Tom Brady upright, that—that that team's a serious contender.
1: Let me ask you guys this. Were y'all a little worried? I mean, this is kind of like the elephant in the room. I mean, I watched the game with my wife's uh, family, and we kind of felt a little bit like we had the same conversation we had back in January when the Saints got eliminated from the wild card game. And I think C knows where I'm going with this because me and him talked a little bit about it uh, Sunday as well. But it felt a little bit like the, the Tampa Bay defense. I mean, Ty Bowles is a great coordinator, let's be for real. I think they were just daring Drew Brees to throw the ball downfield. They were bringing everything aggressive. It reminded me of the old Seattle Seahawks defenses, you know, in the Legion of Boom. They played everything aggressively within five yards and almost dared you to throw the ball behind them. you know. Because And at one point with Jared Cook, Brees got the best of them on that blown coverage there. Not blown coverage, but lapsing coverage, where they didn't almost right. expect the ball coming. But to me, I think something – what do you do – this is what I want to ask you all. What is the way – to overcome that, if Breeze yeah. if teams are going to challenge Breeze to throw downfield, what is the? How do you, you know, how do you beat that?
2: Is that the same blueprint that Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings laid out for uh, the NFL in the yeah. playoff last year?
1: That's what I'm saying because you shorten the field, man. You make it a lot harder on your receivers to get open when everybody's playing in tight. You know what I mean? It's hard on Alvin Kamara when guys are aggressively shooting one way or another, taking right. away the flats. If you can't, you know, you can't threaten
2: over the top. Yeah, you uh, if you're not threatening to the to the intermediate and deep levels of the field consistently, teams are going to run on those short passes. Exactly. They make help for you and they're yeah, going to hurt. You got to stretch. The
0: field. You got to have and a deep gonna, threat and they're
1: going to put yeah.
2: on your offensive players because they're going to be ready to lay the wood on those guys.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: yeah, you, you have
1: and reason a scramble. You know, Breeze is not going to scramble very often. Let's be you have, real. You
2: have to you, know? you have to threaten the deep quadrants of the field. I mean, let's be real. Even Trent Dilfer, for as shitty as he was, what did he do? <laughs> he threatened the he threatened the ball downfield and they had an elite defense. Um, yeah, yeah. Your de- yeah. your offense could be stymied if, if everybody's sitting on short passes, and you're gonna you're gonna wind up having some of your guys get really
1: hurt. Yeah, yeah. No doubt, man. Um, and now, I, look, you know. And what-
0: now we got Michael Thomas, who's supposed to be out several yeah. weeks. So we got other yeah, guys people. that need to step
1: up, you know, and I think the offense will still be okay. Right. That's what, hey, so that's a good point. We talked a little bit about that before uh, the show. Thomas now with the high ankle sprain. C was talking about it, and I kind of like this to an extent. I mean, if you're going to have an injury like this, it's better to happen now rather than late December. I mean, you, you know, you won your first game. The Raiders, I'm not disrespecting the Raiders, but I think on paper, you know, we'll talk about that in another show. But I think on paper the Saints should obviously win this game. But right. look, man, if you, you gotta right. have that injury, maybe your offense gets better long term from the Thomas, you know, being absent for maybe two or three games. You know, what I'm saying maybe the offense benefits right. from that. And right. It gets better in other areas. You know?
2: Sometimes life gives you shit. You got to make some fertilizer, man. What you're gonna do? <laughs> what you're gonna do is you're gonna give guys like Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris. You're gonna get yeah. guys like uh, Emmanuel Sanders a chance to uh, to grow with the team because these guys are gonna have to get targets because yeah. you know somebody's gonna have to catch the ball to move the ball. Yeah. Like we were saying, you, you can't just throw you know five yard passes to Alvin Kamara all game. Somebody right. guys and are I gonna have look, to look. a
0: ball, Bowl returner. He looks real good. I mean, he's not buying hey, he The Alvin has some great decisions. One. He's making good yeah. fair catch decisions. Yeah. I mean, and he, he he's right. so quick. You know, he takes yeah. them all straight up the field, man. He don't try to outrun. He he, right. he has the moves to go straight in between those guys coming. Right, but
2: to the point of, uh, you know, yeah. the, the receiving game, um, this is going to give these guys a chance to step up. Um, yeah. They might not have gotten these chances if uh, Michael Thomas was getting 200 targets in 2020. You know, when you when you lean on Michael Thomas two hundred times a year, that doesn't leave a lot of a whole lot of meat on the bone for these other guys. Not, now not, not the defense; ain't
0: gonna know where to go. They
2: ain't gonna know who's coming. They're not gonna know That's where gonna to go. Step yeah. up, step up, and they're gonna get chances. They're gonna get opportunities. They're gonna get real live in-game reps, not just preseason, and they're gonna have to perform against teams' top uh, top cornerbacks. Uh, and I, 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 for one, can't wait to see it. I want to see if uh, Trey yeah. Connor smith can step into that Michael Thomas role. You know,
1: look,
0: Emmanuel right. Sanders is going to get that number one cornerback now.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. A guy, he would be normally going against a second or third guy. He's definitely getting number one. I mean, so, yeah, a lot of pressure falls on other guys. Let me ask you all this because that's a good point we're making with this. The teams might not know what's coming with the Saints. And to me, you know, the Saints, we talked about how we definitely had a little advantage this week because of the identity thing. but. There is a certain thing to be said for when you don't know what's coming. Because let's be real. We talked about Tampa had a little bit of deception because we didn't know what to expect exactly from Tampa, you know, offensively. And we didn't know. And Drew Brees, a weird thing I thought, and I didn't realize this to the game, but Joe Buck and Troy Aikman brought this up on Fox. They had so many players change jersey numbers from the previous year that it threw Drew Brees off a little bit. That might have had something to do with the performance as well this past week. Because, you know, you're singling out guys by their number. You yeah, as a quarterback, you're calling out guys. And to me, that had to be a little confusing when all these guys changed numbers, you know, prior to the season. So the same way that the Saints might have been a little disadvantaged, um, you know, with those things, teams are going to be the next two weeks, say Thomas doesn't play. Like you said, they don't know who to key on. They don't know Sean yeah. Payton. Let's be real. When he didn't have Drew Brees with Teddy Bridgewater playing quarterback last year when he went 5-0, and oh, I think Sean Payton called some really good plays during that stretch. I mean, he kept it a little simple, but he was creative with his run calls. I thought he had teams off balance pretty good, you know. So maybe this might help Sean Payton kind of get off that bad week one play calling snot, you know, because he had a rough week calling plays. He even admitted it himself. So maybe Thomas will get him, you know, he's maybe in the lab right now to mad scientist. you know what I mean, coming up with some really good play calls against uh, Vegas, you know. Right. All right, so, welcome I
2: mean, Steve in the house. Who we got? We got Steve. Steve. I can't I even you. attempt to screw up your name. Like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we
1: Steve
2: Arian's Arian's out. Steve the Saints, they got the dub.
0: Hey, so we're which, which of us closest with our predictions of the score. You have them written down,
2: <laughs> I do have them written down. <laughs> Let's see, y'all y'all, y'all blow v eight while I look
1: for. I was close. Quick.
0: I had two touchdowns. Yeah. And we won by eleven,
1: huh? Yeah, I think I had 35 points. I might be wrong. I can't remember where I was at. I was maybe 35 for the Saints, I will say. You were in a vehicle
2: on the North Shore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was. It looked like I was getting interrogated. I had <laughs> people ask me to commit a crime. And they let me make a phone call, and that was my one phone call, man. Because uh, it looked like I was like – I felt like the movie – I was watching Menace to Society the other night on uh, Netflix, and I had seen it in like 10 years. And I felt like that one scene when the guy, Kane, gets busted, you know, and they interrogate him for like right. 10 minutes. All
2: right, so the score, the actual score was what, 34? 23, huh? 23. Uh, uh, Soul had – where's Soul at? Where the heck sold at? Hold up. Hold right up. There, <laughs> there we go. 42 to 28. You you, you had the, About little the little same. About the same margin. Uh, there we go. Yeah. They hey, you know why they get it right? They
0: called back Camaro's touchdown. <laughs> 24. <laughs> to.
2: Hey, that's right, so that's right. They've, they've had, had the fans. They they they've had 35-24. That might be the closest. Ah,
0: yeah. 35-24. Yeah. <laughs> it was 34-23.
2: Good job, Dave. Dave, Dave, you're the There we, we getting, go. What do you get for your win? Hopefully, some better internet.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Hey, dude, I don't know
2: That's what it
1: is about I Kenner. Keep, I somebody I got to expect- tell you what it is about Kenner. The service is horrible. We I got my phone in and gave him on Wi-Fi over there. I, I keep expecting the boogeyman to ride your shoulder. I'll tell you, I don't know what it is about Kenner, man. I mean, it's just, it's not man, good right I feel now. Like I, feel, I feel like I'm watching a 70s movie. That's right. Jack Horner Productions, man. Um, you can see Roller Girl coming here at some point. Like, like, we saw highlights over there back in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can see Archie Manning getting tackled by like eight players <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> Tom Dempsey's kicking a field goal somewhere in the background, you know? It's like, man. man. I'll tell you.
2: I keep expecting Charlie Chaplin to pop out from somewhere. <laughs> oh man, come on! Yeah, look, well, see, he's almost
0: black and white
2: huh? <laughs> <laughs> now. Man, man, he looks like that first generation video games.
1: <laughs> hey man, oh, speaking man. of Mike Tyson, Punch Out had better coloring than you. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I do. I do feel gray, man. That's I'm cool. But anyway, <laughs> well, well, I got a little. Who's Who's All right, producer, I'm right? Well, look, uh, man, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, one of the guys who had a big game as well. I mean, you know, he always has a good game every week. Uh, I was real happy to see the Saints give that contract extension to Demario Davis. I mean, a three-year extension, I think he's making roughly about eight mil per year. He that deserves was a it. no-brainer to me, you he know. deserves it. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, this guy's been one of the best. To me, he's the defensive version of Drew Brees as far as the best free agent you know, defender we ever got in free agency. You know what I mean? Like, he's the heartbeat of the defense. Getting him from New York. Where,
2: where do you have him ranked amongst linebackers? I think he's top
1: three in the league, dude. I think he's right up there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I don't man. see too many better. Who's better? I, I tell you, better. our division, we're blessed with some really good linebackers in NFC South, man. I mean, like, oh, Sol yeah. mentioned Deion Jones, you know, New Orleans native. Devin White, LSU guy. Demario yeah. Davis, I mean, some phenomenal, and then you had—I mean, before this year, Luke Kuechly, you know. So I mean, yeah, it's a phenomenal linebacker playing the middle, especially uh, in NFC South, man.
2: Let me ask you this: Bobby Wagner, Demario Davis.
1: I'm going Demario, man. I love Bobby right. Wagner, man, but I, I mean, I got to give a slight edge to Demario, man. I Demario.
2: Really All right.
1: Yeah, I think Demario's pass coverage skills—I mean—are so good. I mean, he was so nasty last year as a cover guy. I mean, it seemed like nobody could get separation. I mean. He had tight ends and running backs on lockdown, even some receivers at times, yeah. you know. Darius Leonard. I mean, his knowledge of the game, man, he was—he brings so much from a talent aspect. And, I mean, <clears throat> how, how did the Jets misuse this guy so badly? Because, I mean, he's just – he's like a, a student of the game. I mean, he has skills. He's a total package. I mean, this guy, I'm confident that he'll play out this extension at a Pro Bowl I, level. I mean, he's – What's up, Jennifer? What's up, Jay? What's up, Jay?
2: J. Rod, what's up? Hey, I will say that I discovered Demario Davis cause I had him on my fantasy team when he was still on the Jets. Somehow, you see that,
1: <laughs> Man. Well, see, knows well the Jets always had a lot of guys with a lot of tackles because they were always terrible. So uh it's that's the secret on defensive players in fantasy, y'all. Get them get the guys on the bad teams because they always get more tackles and that's more points. Yeah. because uh, their defense is on the field more. So Darius Leonard or uh or Demario Davis? Well, wow. you know, that might be one guy. That might be the best guy in the league to me right now. He's the best guy. From I mean, DeMario is right up there, though. Yeah, he's Devers- he, 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 he right there on the his player. butt.
2: I think yeah. in, in anybody's book, he's a top, he's a top three linebacker. Like yeah. you said, the heartbeat of, of the defense. The defense definitely became a lot more respectful. He led right. the charge in the respect – uh in the uh in the defense kind of changing its whole identity from a team that was a laughingstock, and he yeah. was one of the first guys you know him and uh, Cam Jordan was one of those some of those first guys to really start to turn the thing around, uh, right? You know, not only from public perspective but from fans perspective, uh perspective because we we you know we saw a lot of lean years a lot of seven and nine years where the Saints not only had a bad defense they had historically bad yeah. defense, especially in yeah. the secondary. Um, to, to have him come in there, he brought a lot of respect to that defense, and that is money well. and uh, you can't tell me otherwise. Um, uh, what about this rumor? It seems to be uh, It seems to be confirmed by uh, Sean Payton himself that uh, Tom Brady was almost the face of the franchise.
1: <laughs> How would you have dealt <laughs> with that? So would that something you would have had to accept, I guess, or what? I know Richie might have not liked it too much. Well, I
0: mean, you know, we talk about him going to Tampa, but I think we would have been pretty probably happy, you know, if he came here to be realistic, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, That would give us a good chance uh, to get another Super Bowl.
2: He looked pretty good with
0: some throws,
2: but that throw to the outside was such a lame duck. I haven't seen him throw like that maybe ever. That that, that right. ball that ball had like no juice on it whatsoever. Right. I think at this point he's a guy that has to keep the ball in the numbers. So.
1: Well, I didn't see a lot of classic Tom Brady in this game. I mean, to me, and you know, like you said, it's getting used to a new system, all new players around you. I mean, think about how many times in New England we saw that quick play action pass where Brady turns around immediately and fires the ball over the middle, like he's not even looking. You know what I mean? It's like the the blink of an eye, he would throw that plant that you know that play action to cut and Julian Edelman or Wes Welker, or Gronkowski, yeah. or whoever. You he know what I mean? Didn't have he didn't have, that play. wasn't even in the arsenal. You know what I mean? And it did, I mean? He looked different. He did look different. I think the problem is, let's be real, age will catch up with you in this game. I think it, we saw that a little bit with both guys, with Drew Brees and Tom Brady, as great as they are, and it, they'll be both top five of all time, without a doubt. Uh, I, age uh, will catch up with you, man.
2: Facebook user, whoever <laughs> that may be, uh, we, uh, we would have... It's probably chasing he's, ghosts. to make himself uh, known? He's gonna be a. He's gonna be. A, uh, what you call that? He's gonna be uh gonna be discreet about his uh, his identity. But he said we right. could have been chasing ghosts with Tom. Uh, thankfully, didn't ha- didn't materialize. Wait,
1: say that again. He said oh, we've well, they been chasing it. ghosts. Oh yeah. No, I. Hey, look, I agree. Because here's my thing. This is the problem I had with Tampa the whole time. I think we talked about this on the Who That podcast. Soul. I never liked the fact that they have no backup plan. There's no understudy. I mean, you got Tom Brady. I look, they got some talent, but they're going all in on Tom Brady. Like Blaine Gabbert, your freaking number two quarterback, right? I mean, well, I, I think I can go out there and move be better than Blake Gabbert. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right now, that, that is. That's yeah, what so I'm fun. saying. There's no understudy. There's no young guy that's ready to develop. You know what I mean? Now Josh Rosen, to an extent, they, that was an interesting move bringing him in. But, I mean, I don't know how good is Josh Rosen. I mean, I know Troy I even mean, built him up. But, man, yeah, for this guy to get tossed by two organizations already, you know what I mean? Works. I don't have a little guy waiting in the wings. I got, I, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit on that
2: guy. Did that guy not look like Eric Gordon, the most miserable guy in that whole stadium? <laughs> he was forced to do his homework. and He, just, he looked like somebody you know, put him there, there by punishment or something. Yeah, like no yeah, like was near him. Like the Saints, like the Saints family and, and friends and, and practice guys, squad guys, they were hooting and hollering and having a good old time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Josh Rosen was just forced to sit by himself. I mean, yeah, uh, I kept I kept it. He looked like somebody that was kind of mad that he wasn't able to, uh, you know, scroll on Facebook or, or check
1: his Twitter. Yeah. Because I mean, dude, was, was he late? Like, with uh, I mean, did Bruce Arians order some beignets and a frappuccino or something? And he was late, getting it to him, and he I just got punished. I
2: haven't, like, I haven't seen sad eyes like that since Eric Gordon was with the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't bring that up. That's what yeah, I can't it's, stand it's, that, dude. No, stop, man. Don't worry, my Lakers, my Lakers put him
1: away. So he, can, he, can he, get didn't, get he didn't that. want to play
0: us from day one.
1: Exactly, right? Anyway, hey, look, look Josh, that dude's
0: hurt with the Pelicans his whole career. He ain't <laughs> been hurt one time when he was in Houston.
1: Right. Hey, hey, that nice guy jumps He jumps over people for loose balls. He's jumping over tables and stuff and still avoiding injuries. <laughs> like, look, yeah, dude, that was uh, – del- del- oh, look. Hey, real quick, I know we don't. So we haven't been talking a lot of basketball. Recline, I want to squeeze something real quick. I know we got a game seven going on right now in the NBA. With the uh, Nuggets and the Clippers. See, do you have a I'm score update? That's, that's game one of, uh, of Boston and. Uh... Oh, man, you lied to me, man. All right. <laughs> he sold me out, man. But anyway, that's tonight. That's later tonight. Well, you don't know, watch, watch basketball anyway. Don't they have a Cubs game on or something? Hey, you know I'm all about the Cubs. Hey, congratulations <laughs> to Alec Mills, man. No hitter for the Cubs Sunday. But anyway, I'm not going to get too deep into baseball, but i got to ask y'all this. Is there anybody y'all want to see in particular as the next Pelicans coach? I know we didn't really cover this beforehand, but, man, I think the guy's right there. It's like smacking us right in the face, and we need to go after this guy because he's already getting interviewed by I the teams. Right? Right. Billy Donovan, man. I, I like Billy Donovan. You think he's a good coach? I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. What What, what is he showing you to make you think that he's a good coach? Right. So he Here's the thing. He's in the, he he I think he made that that Oklahoma City team to me is not a bad team, but they overachieved while he was there. They were a top ten defensive efficiency team. We know how bad Alvin Jetry's defense. I'm saying <just not laughs> I'm going for hours, so you might be asking. You know what I'm saying? No, Where did you, know,
2: you, you stand? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, your sound went completely out. We missed like the last you
1: That doing shit. <laughs> I seen one in Mike D'Antoni, that's all it was. He wouldn't have made fun of us for like a few more years. Now look. <laughs> hey, Billy Donovan, though, man. That's a, that's another talk for another day. But I, I want Billy Donovan as the next Palace coach. I'll put it out there. We put it on the website already, tailgate504.com. He's my guy, man.
2: So so why, why, why do you think he's the guy?
1: Dude, two-time national champion in Florida in college with Joe Kim Noah and those guys, Corey Brewer. He was a champion in college. He's got that Oklahoma City team. He just won Coach of the Year in the NBA, and he parted ways with Oklahoma City. To me, that dude's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Good def- uh good defensive coach. They were top ten defensively this year. The players love him. I mean, he's not just an X's and O's guy, but he's got a lot of respect to his players, man. And I just think you got a guy like that who can teach defense from day one, who the young guys can get along with, you know, can really mature with. I think he's the right guy. He coached college kids and was successful. You got a lot of can, guys can, like... Can he, can, he like can he have that What's same success with the boys?
0: Can he have that same success with the grown men as he did with the boys, though?
1: Well, see, that's the thing. I think he made a lot of that Oklahoma City team. I don't think that OKC team was that great. I mean, I, you know, Chris is past his prime. He's still a good player. Steven mm-hmm. Adams, you know, Shai Alexander, they had some good players. But I think he got – I mean, I think he got the most out of that group. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a coach that gets the most out of his talent. He can work with young guys. He has a strategy, not just go out and shoot the ball as fast as we can when we get down on the offensive side of the floor like Gentry did. And I think Mike D'Antoni is the same thing like Alvin Gentry. That's why I don't want D'Antoni. I, I think Billy Donovan is the man. I, look, I hope they go that route, man. Tyrone Lou would be a nice pickup too. Yeah, that's I what I like. That's what I like. I could see Tyrone Lu as well, and I wouldn't
2: be Tyrone mad if that Lou. was the case. Tyron Lu hadn't done shit. Oh my he God, he he I did. haven't seen anything that got
0: really, there's no coaches out there. If you want to be real about it,
2: I, I want somebody off the pop tree. Give me somebody off the pop tree. Becky Hammond's
1: still my person. I lo- I like the, the idea of, I love the idea of having the first female coach, but man, you got a very young team, man. And to me, like 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 soul was saying, like Tyrone Liu, man, would just be I, I think he's got that relationship already with David Griffin. He won that championship in Cleveland. I mean I know LeBron was there, but Tyrone Lou, players seem to like him. I like the fact that he's under Doc Rivers. I got a lot of respect for Doc Rivers, man. He's one of the best coaches out there. And I mean, he's been around some really smart head coaches as an right. assistant. You know, he's done his own thing as a head coach. I you know, I think he very unfairly got fired the year after LeBron left. I mean, let's be real, that Cleveland team was a sack hoop. That they threw on the floor when LeBron left for LA, and I mean he got fired after like six games. So I mean I think Tyron Lou or Billy Donovan would be a great choice either way.
2: What uh did do y'all have any uh y'all have any final thoughts on uh, week one?
1: Out. So you well I'll, I'll go real quick since I was yapping about the basketball. Real quick, I want more Deontay Harris and Taysom Hill touching the ball. I, I think you're gonna need it with Michael Thomas out. Um, I was overall impressed with the game. I just thought the play calling will has to get better and it will. Sean Payton don't usually have those follow-ups two weeks in a row. But I like the way the I like the way the line played. Both lines, remember they had injuries. Davenport didn't play on defense and Cesar Ruiz, our first round pick, didn't play at center. But I thought both lines did a really good job. A really good ball. job. And I'ma uh, I'm say I'ma say, like I said, Deontay
0: Harris is real explosive. It'd be nice. You yeah. only have one ball, but it would be nice to see him. <laughs> get involved a little more he because knows. the guy is so quick and I'm sure he's yeah. gonna bust a big play sooner or later. Yeah. You know, because he can, he, even yeah. even some of his plays that he had, I mean, he, he broke he, I mean, he broke some good uh he had some good uh plays um uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: So Yeah
1: I think he averaged like fourteen yards a return or something, which is great. great. You know, you know, I mean, yeah. but so that might be my answer to the Drew Brees thing. If Drew Brees is having trouble going downfield, maybe get Deontay Harris in these little screens. You know what I'm saying? because He could break a two yard pass and go upfield before right. you know it. You know,
2: the one the one thing that detracts from that happening, uh, you know, he's a smaller guy. He's also he's already a pro bowler in the return game. Do you want to give him that much more responsibility and detract away from uh you know, his bread and butter, what he's best at, until you find a guy that can kind of bring yeah. some what he brings in the return game. Uh, I, I think uh, I think they can use him sparingly, maybe give him a few touches a game. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I, know, yeah. I
2: mean, yeah, years. that's what we mean. Um, we got,
0: we this, don't want to take yeah. him from punt returns.
2: This, this and, uh, team, we, we
0: don't want to take him from his punt this, return this, duties. He going to kill
2: overnight. We're not yeah, trying yeah, to try kill. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah,
2: okay, okay, okay uh, yeah. What this team needs more than anything is this team needs the guy that they drafted to be a number one type of receiver, Trey Kron Smith, to step up. And if, and if he can't do it, then they need to find somebody that can. Because, uh, if he can't do it, you got to put Marquez Calloway in the game, somebody's somebody gonna yeah. be that was guy this first game. and is need, gonna need to come out there and make some catches That's and right. get some first downs. Because they're going to need to replace at least some of what uh, what Michael Thomas brings, and so they're going to need one of those guys to step up. Right, I don't exactly. see it in any other way. Uh, and what, what my, other this, my other takeaway from this weekend is um, one guy to watch out for in the in the Raiders game. I saw a lot of tape on this guy, and this guy is a beast back there in the secondary. Uh, look out for. Uh, Jonathan Abram but uh yeah. That guy is a maniac. That guy was everywhere in that in that Carolina game and he was busted yeah. heads. So he's gonna be a guy to watch out for. Kind of a little preview of uh we're gonna break down the game later this week, but look out for that guy in the Raiders game. Hey,
1: right quick, fellas, what, what kind of grades y'all give uh Bridgewater? I thought he did a really nice job, man. I, I I think that team's gonna be exciting to watch, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him I'm gonna go with it like a man. I'm gonna say a a B minus maybe. I saw a couple mistakes, but I like his overall game, man. I, I think he's got some weapons. Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore, McCaffrey, obviously. I think they're gonna be a fun team. I tell you, in fantasy for you fantasy players, I think Bridgewater's a little bit of a sleeper, man. I do. I do think he's gonna put up some nice numbers. I think this is gonna be his best statistical year by far.
2: That's why I that's why I traded the Dick Hammer for uh for for Teddy Bridgewater in my dynasty league.
1: Hey, it looked like the Dirty Birds had their hands full. Right? Oh, the Dirty. Hey, that's birds a good point too. On. Hey, so, hey, that defense. Look, I think they're gonna have the same trouble they had. It looks like the same old story for Atlanta. Man, can't establish a consistent running game. Can't stop people on defense. Um, questionable coaching. I thought Dan Quinn kind of was a little iffy. I mean, he was a little ballsy in the first half. But I think it heard him. Yeah, a little
2: yeah. bit. Dan Quitter should have been fired at midseason last year. I don't know what he's still doing hanging around. Right. They got on a little run at the end of the year <laughs> after they were already out of the playoff race. That team has zero identity. They don't know what the hell they want to do. Uh, yeah. If it, wasn't for, uh, if it wasn't for Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, uh right. team, And Ridley,
1: team, had, a be, yeah. be league, Ridley had a big game.
2: That team might be the team in the league. They had a big game. Yeah, Ridley can and, ball. And that team, right now, in my eyes, that looks like your last place team in NFC South.
1: It and could that, be if Carolina gets anything defensively. And their defense didn't look terrible at times. I mean, they, they hung in there, you know, um, pretty well most of me, the game.
2: It just feels like Carolina has a better idea of what they want to do and who they want to be right. than, uh, than Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. looks like, a, you know, a bag of – a bag of shit somebody stepping on in flight.
1: right wasn't Carolina not the MVP man. of
0: the league once i mean once i mean yeah. it looks like by now so, he
1: should
0: yeah, be
2: like
1: ready, i mean that's crazy the dirty birds just yeah, i think atlanta it, just, they just can't get it going huh no they can't fix their holes i think they they never really developed that defense right i think they struck out on some guys i think Vic beasley you know they moved on from him but he never quite <laughs> Lived up to that first or second year that he had out there. They've never Jared got the offensive field. line You know, offensive line's been terrible. The running yeah. game just fell apart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they're too one one-dimensional on offense still. You know, and their, and their
2: defense, uh, the defenses got hurt, and they had nobody step up for those guys. Those guys in their stead, outside of Grady, right. outside of Grady Jarrett, they have like literally. Yeah, Him and Deion Jones. Yeah,
1: games. right.
2: And Deion Jones Jones and
1: Grady Jarrett, that's about all they got right
2: now. Yeah, Deion Deion Jones have been coming off major injuries. And literally nothing behind those guys, and it's shown.
1: Yeah, they lack depth. I mean, look at the Saints. The Saints' depth, man. I mean, that's what. I mean, the Saints can handle an injury. I mean, last year, looking with the Drew Brees thing, I mean, we lost Anzalone last year. We lost Davenport in week one. Ruiz in week one. We got Thomas out. I mean, the Saints, when you're deep like that, You can overcome that stuff. And Atlanta's been really thin, man, the last three years.
2: Exactly. Oh, yeah. The best part of that whole game is they let Russ cook, man. I've been been hoping they would do that for, like, the last three years because I'm just – you know, as a selfish guy is, you know, to me, that's the the second-best quarterback in the league, and they need to give that guy more chances to – to really put put away games early like that, don't let them get down three three scores before they start throwing the ball, and and you finish off with the run. You don't start off with the run. And I I was yeah. uh, it was pretty <laughs> interesting. But uh, we hey, were, let me ask
1: y'all this: if I got anything to plug, I I want to say this real quick, man. One thing I want to say, one thing that I noticed from a team that really surprised me, man. Not really surprised me, but it stood out. I guess I could say. I'll tell you one thing, man. A team that might have the best defense in the league this year is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was crazy impressive to me on defense. And Roethlisberger looks like he's back. I'll tell you, if they get a a consistent ground game with Juju in the receiving game and that great offensive line, that defense, man, with with Watt and Dupree, Fitzpatrick, Hayden, all those guys, Casey Hayward got that new contract. Dude, Pittsburgh was impressive to me. That team could definitely rival Kansas City in the AFC this year, man. And another team could be awesome that, and had that had a week this. one
0: disappointment was the, the supposed to be high-powered Dallas Cowboys that I hate. <laughs>
1: they look the pedestrian. They did. So the Rams took them down, man.
2: Oh, wow. man. Did you, see, did you see the tape? They had some cut-up tape of, uh, of Aaron Donald just destroying every single offensive lineman on that team. He literally, <laughs> on one play, he literally took one offensive lineman Threw him into another offensive lineman. So both of them down, then went up against Ezekiel Elliott, just lifted him up off his feet, 225-pound Zeke Elliott, and threw him into Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, man. Love that's it.
2: something to see. That is
1: the best defensive player in the
2: league, man. And that's no what doubt. I was talking about on our preview. They have a lot of holes, that Rams team. But when you got guys like Aaron Donald, you got guys like Jalen Ramsey, they can cover yeah. a lot of – a lot of holes on that defensive side of the ball. Right. And we right.
1: we were talking about the Rams being at the bottom.
0: But I don't know.
1: Yeah. Hey, it looked pretty good against Dallas, man. Maybe Dallas will be at the bottom. Who knows? You know? Right. I mean, right. They're on, they're on the <laughs> NFC East, man, the Redskins had something to prove. I mean, I didn't see that happening, that comeback against the Eagles. But the Redskins, hey, man, the first might the division team. of what we think. The Redskins are first place in the East. That's crazy, huh? Didn't think we'd be saying that. I mean, it's only one week, Yeah, that that that's the Redskins. What are you
2: talking that's about?
1: It's that Washington team, right?
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, the Washington
1: team, right? I know. Hey, man, you know what's funny? I think I heard the announcers say Redskins about five or six times Sunday, man. That's gonna be a hard habit to break, man. Because they've been they've been the Redskins for so long now. There's something different, and we understand it and everything, and we embrace it. But they need to call up with a name, man. I'm not right. gonna call these dudes to watch right. the football. They should have did that, that before top. the first week. That's what how hard is it to come up with a freaking name. I mean, the, the uh, NBA team, yeah, we better change names uh, like three times. Come
2: on. Yeah. But you're talking about somebody. You're probably talking about somebody that's reasonable doing those type of things. We're talking about <laughs> a bad guy literally the worst owner in sports. We're talking about a guy that's had so many sexual misconduct. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a bad business. He's a freaking well, ass. Add- what he is. He. Uh, he took his ball and went home, and he said, well, you going to take my team name? We're not going to even have a team name. Huh. It almost I mean, it seems like he like
1: that. did that on purpose. No, he
2: doesn't like it. That's exactly what he did.
1: I, yeah. I don't see what's it's the,
2: the kind of problem, because that everybody be
0: knows them as the Redskins. Why not keep it simple? Call them the Washington Indians, uh, the Washington Some, yeah. uh, Apaches, or something like that. Some, keep, it, yeah. keep,
1: it, keep it, Keep it simple. Right, keep it simple, maybe a little more respectful name, and let's go with it. Keep right. It I mean, we know the them as, as the Redskins, so let's keep it. They're like wearing that. the same colors and everything. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah, man, it's a shame what that franchise has become. I mean, when I grew up as a kid, that was one of the top three or four-story franchises in the NFL, man. man I Joe used to Giddle. love Joe Theismann. Joe, oh, man, that, that was a heck of a team, man. there was great defense with Darryl Green and Charles Mann, and like you Mad said, Theismann, Art Monk.
2: Yeah, man, and it's crazy, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all have anything to plug before we get out of here? So you got some?
0: No, just, just happy uh, birthday, happy, happy birthday to me. Happy uh, birth- birthday, <laughs> tomorrow. so Vegas, right? I'm have a
1: great time. Hey, man, I hope y'all do have a good time. Who that nation's going to be out there, man? The Super fans, I know for sure. Um, uh, you, you know, know I want to say awesome. shout out to Nola Express. They're going to be sponsoring us on some shows a courier company locally. Uh, we, we're going to do start putting our business stuff up on here a little bit too, man. We got some different, uh, companies to plug. We always hook up, um, you know, Savoy Sausage. They, they've done some stuff with us in the past, but, uh, we're going to start throwing a little bit of that into the podcast again, man. And, uh, you know, make it a little gumbo with that.
0: Right.
2: All right, man. Once again, man, who that we, uh, we uh we didn't play our best, but uh, came away with the victory. There was a lot that's of right and look.
0: Started. They always say the Saints start off slow, but we got we won and oh. So look, that's right. We're we gonna heat up a little more next week, and then the <laughs> following week. If we can get the maybe right. this first couple of weeks undefeated, man, we're rolling.
1: That's right. You don't make a good gumbo in ten minutes, man. Sometimes it takes a little bit to uh to hit that stride, you know. I still. So will see, man. Saints plus soul. Equals Super Bowl, baby.
0: Super Bowl. That's right. Have a party, go out. All party. right, guys. This is your time. Have all the fun you can, and I hope and pray that you will a Saints fan. One more say thing the to same. say, and I leave it alone. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, birthday to me. Who that? Who
1: that? Happy birthday. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Yeah, Happy like that. birthday. Who that?